0: You're listening to the Problematic Purple People Podcast, where I ponder some of the most preposterous periwinkle perpetrators in all of pop fiction. I am
1: inevitable. Why so serious? You are not prepared. Team Rockets blasting off
0: again.
1: Uh, <sighs> one eye, one horn, five purple people. You're sure
0: Hello and welcome to the episode, Problematic Purple People podcast, where we ponder some of the most preposterous periwinkle perpetrators in all of pop fiction, which is always really easy to say.
2: Dude, I I couldn't even think what you just said.
0: Today's episode is going to be about the one and only, he needs no introduction, Ivan Ooze from the Power Rangers?
1: Too kind. Allow me to introduce myself. I'm the galactically feared, globally reviled, universally despised. They call me Ivan Ooze.
0: Well, pack your bags, because we're sending you right back where you came from.
1: He, a teenager with a big mouth. Not much has changed in 6,000 years. You obviously don't know who you're dealing with, Mr. Razenhead. Really? Yeah, we're the Power Rangers. Woo! Where's my autograph book? Ha!
0: Power Rangers, huh? Ivan Ooze is a villain that comes from the Power Rangers. Now, if you're familiar with the Power Rangers, if you grew up on them or know somebody that grew up on them, you may or may not know this, but the Power Rangers is actually from a Japanese live-action film called Super Sentai, and there are a whole bunch of different versions of it. I believe the Power Rangers that uh, came into be to the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers was the like fifteenth or sixteenth season of Super Sentai. It was actually an older season. Yeah, it was the sixteenth season. It was the Zoo Rangers, uh, which was actually an older season. I don't know if you know. It's it was like from the eighties, uh, but it was dinosaurs, and you know American kids love dinosaurs. So of course that's a that's the one that they picked and. Clearly, it was a good decision because the rest is history. Now, Ivan Ooze is a little bit different of a villain than any of the other villains that we got. He's the first and only uh, American-made villain. He was made just for the movies. He was produced by Fox and Saban. And while I'm on Saban, uh, Hiem Saban was the creator of the Power Rangers, and he was the guy who took, took the idea to take the suits, take all the footage from this Japanese show, And then hire American actors, bring them over, and put them in these suits. Sometimes, but mostly just out of the suits, doing the acting and creating a totally new story. But for the movie, which was only, I don't know if you knew this, this is only one year after the show had started that they start production on this colossal movie.
2: Uh, No, I didn't know that.
0: So it was literally right after the first season and it was uh, there Would had been three new actors that they had hired on to replace uh, some of the first ones. The, the original Red Ranger, the original Yellow Ranger, and the original Black Ranger were replaced by different actors, and they said that they literally came on set for like a week and then started this movie, which was all filmed in Australia. I don't know if you know this, all in Sydney, this entire film.
2: Yeah, I did know that... Um... I think when I when I was younger, I didn't realize that it was all in Australia. But then I rewatched, and I was like, "This all looks very much like Sydney."
0: Yeah, when you're a kid, you definitely you'd notice that it's not New York and it's not L.A.,
2: which every other movie was at the time. No, I thought it was actually like Angel Grove when I yeah, was a kid.
0: Real life Angel Grove. Yeah, High.
2: I thought it was real place.
0: And it looks a lot cooler than the show made it look because they filmed all that in in L.A. Uh, Let's get into like the the plot and where Ivan comes in the the movie gives us a, a heads up uh real early on uh, about a comet that's coming it's Ryan's comet which is like supposed to be this big spectacle to to watch and this is the background that's going on so when we first meet Ivan uh it is by the two villains that we've already known as uh it, if you've been watching the show, we've got Rita Repulsa and Lord Zedd. Next to them is also Goldar and another movie-only villain, which is just a side gag villain. I don't even know his name, but there's a pig for some reason. I forgot his You name. never see the pig before. You never see the pig after. He's just kind of there for comedic effect. Uh, Yeah, then they...
2: Mordant. Mordant. That's his name. Mordant? Mordant, yeah
0: so their their plan is they they find this is uh some construction worker uh that when they're building uh, some building they come across this like giant cauldron giant purple cauldron it was an egg of uh no well, well before the egg before the egg it's just just a cauldron and then they open it up then the egg comes out and it's, that, a it's a hand yeah
2: it's a hand holding an egg like it's the weirdest thing
0: And for some reason, Lord Zedd has the power to just use his big Z wand and touch it, and it opens it up. And I think Rita says some some line of, like, you waited 6,000 years for a pile of snot. And they're, of course, referring to the ooze. That is Ivan's ooze. You
1: spent 2,000 years looking for a tub of snot!
0: Now, when we finally see Ivan Ooze, he's a... Like very tentacle purple monster. It's all um, practical makeup. Yeah. So when he comes to be, he does the whole. Uh, Allow me to introduce to myself. I'm the galactically feared, globally despised, universally defiled an Ooze. and um he's he's a he's an interesting villain because he can spawn his own little baby oozy things. I don't it's know he- what he calls them. No, 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 not the Tangoos. Oh, the, the the like clones. See, this is where we this is where it gets a little interesting for me because the Tango are actually used in the series. So so they are the next season's little putty bad guys. So they're from the show. However, like he can spawn little oozlings out of himself. So what's he do? Instead of you know, in a traditional Power Rangers fight, you get the the bad guy gets dropped down, he fights and then he gets turned into a giant and then they call their Megazords and then they fight each other and he gets beat the Instead, he, he has them fight his little goons. And while they're fighting his little goons, he goes to Zordon and like Rita. He just breaks into the command center and basically kills Zordon, like leaves him for dead, which is, I think, a lot smarter than any of the other villains that we had got up to that point. So by the time they finish their little fight, uh, they come back and find their leader dead. They have to go also, to find the great power, right?
2: Yeah, uh, I just want to go back to when he's, like, going and attacking Zordon. Like, I don't know, but, like, if you notice, but it, I guess he was, like, aware of the surroundings while he was in the egg because he just starts saying all the stuff he missed. Oh, like, yeah, the I forgot about that. All that is
0: improv, actually, too.
1: Oh, uh, the things that I have missed. Black plane. The, Inquisition.
0: the Brady Bunch reunion. <laughs> the
2: Brady Bunch reunion. Dude, that was—I lost it as a kid. That was so funny.
0: All that was improv. He's got a, a lot of cool lines that are improv. Uh, eventually, the Power Rangers do go find their great power. They get. Um, they get new, new suits, new swords, new morphing. Uh, they come back to fight him. While while they're gone, uh, Ivanuse has corrupted all the parents of uh, Angel Grove,
2: using the kids of all things.
0: Yeah, he makes a like a basically um like a slime that kids would play with, and it is somehow toxic to adults and makes them a slave and makes them wear purple helmets and purple outfits. And I don't know if you noticed, in that factory, he somehow got a hold of pure purple barrels. Everything this man owns is yeah. purple. He's <laughs> all Everything about the purple. purple. And he is using them to um, to build up these mechanical... I th- it's a scorpion, and I forget what the other animal is, but it's too... It's, it's like, it's like a, an, an ant, ant, ant bug. Yeah, it's yeah. some sort of... His plan is to... Give them power so that he can take over the city. I don't really know why he needs that. It seems like he's got enough power on his own without these zords. but you know you gotta have your big monster fight at the end. So once the power Rangers come back, they do, uh, and i'm go- I'm going through this pretty quick because I want to talk about some of the stuff outside the movie. Power Rangers come back, they fight his stuff. he he realizes that they're gonna lose, and uh, he needs to jump in them. So and he is a shapeshifting. He does a shape shifting a couple times in the movie. He's oh, ooze, but uh, he was originally planned on to be like that was his main thing in the script was to be a shapeshifter. So they did change a little bit, but yeah, he puts his ooze into the giant Zords and he makes his he becomes the giant monster finally, and he can pick up you know uh, like telephone poles and stuff and use them as weapons. There's a big battle that ends up in space he gets kicked in the uh crotch and he gets collided an impact with that ryan's comet at the beginning and boom kind of the end that is the end of him we never see him again in power rangers it's been it's going shame, on for 30 years we've never seen him again uh they they spent a good amount of money though on on him he this villain this is like a double dose villain because if you don't know He's also the main bad guy in uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, He plays Belloc. So if you remember the scene uh, from Indiana Jones where it's Indy at a table and a whole bunch of guys pointing guns at him, that's that scene. That's him. That is Paul Freeman, the actor. He is our Ivan Ooze. Uh, He he played that film in 1981, so it was about 15 years until he... uh, Played Ivan Ooze. Oh yeah, that scene. He says, "You want to talk to God? Let's go see him together." I got nothing better to do. Is what Indy says to him. It's a great little line. That prosthetic makeup that we talked about. It's, it's a lot. Like, uh, they said at first when they started uh, putting the makeup on him, it would take seven hours just to get that on there. So he would he would have to show up at like three in the morning and basically like fall half asleep uh, in Sydney. You know, all this is going on. to to get that makeup on. And the average that they got it down to was about four and a half hours. And I can imagine it was not fun wearing all that.
2: Yeah, I remember reading that Paul Freeman actually said that at first, he didn't like it because of the whole sitting there, putting on the prosthetics for like three hours. And then when everyone left, he's still there, like taking everything off. But he said like after the movie came out uh, and saw it, and realized like how much the kids love it. He's act it's actually become uh, one of his favorite characters to play. He likes him a lot. And it
0: it does look really good. It's really good looking makeup. It's
2: really good. It I mean, it scared me as a kid.
0: Especially compared to, you know, one of the faults that this movie has is just the timing on it. Nineteen ninety five was not a good year for CGI. We were still figuring it out. <laughs> it like, was so Jurassic bad. Park had come out not too long before that. And you know, it took them a billion dollars just to have that T-Rex run for, like, two seconds to make it look good. So, yeah, the CGI doesn't hold up, but the makeup is gorgeous. Uh, also, he's he's a British ac- actor, and he does an American accent for the movie. Uh, but it sounds kind of off, and maybe the reason why is the lisp that he gets is because he actually has the prosthetic teeth glued to his actual teeth. And so, so it does give him a little bit of... Uh, little bit of a lisp when he's speaking i thought one cool fact for me was on set he was drinking guinness at the time that was his drink of choice the beer of <laughs> choice it was a guinness and so he would have to drink it through a straw because of all the prosthetic makeup on him and the, the teeth and everything at first they realized he, he realized that he was having some like irritation to all that makeup and stuff and they had to take about a good week off of filming because he was getting so irritated from the from the makeup, it was it was literally the glue and everything was making his skin like burn, and it was red all the time, and I can I can imagine that. Uh, eventually, they did get it back on him, and got the whole thing recorded, but it didn't sound like a fun thing. Oh, yeah. At one point, he actually did have to go to the hospital. He had a bit of a fall, brained his ankle, thought maybe he broke his foot, and they took him to the hospital. But before they could do that, he had to take off that big outfit, the big robe, just so he could get in the car and they could take him. Uh, it took about an hour and a half to take that outfit off.
2: Oh, dude, that sounds painful.
0: But they left the makeup on, so his whole head, the whole top, looks like Ivanhoe's. And so when he's going to this hospital, and he's sitting in this like waiting room, everyone is looking at him. Like he has got maybe the most horrible disease that you could possibly <laughs> ever get. Like he just looks horrifying because he's in this thick purple makeup. Uh, eventually they did get taken care of it. He was fine. But I thought that was a really great story. You know, he's a, he's got a theater background. Uh, so that's why you get a lot of this, um, the improv stuff that he's got. Uh, he, He's got this great, big, grandiose personality when he's speaking. And also, I have to say, if you go back and watch these seasons, they all the other Rangers, like these kids, they're all, like, early 20s playing teenagers. All of a sudden, they come back, and they're twice as good at acting, I swear. Like, just <laughs> by osmosis of being around this guy and him, like, giving them some tips on little things and spending time with them, you can tell they improved. And I know it wasn't just because of him, like... Doing a big film like that, I'm sure, had, had to have been a big part of that. Um, and having, you know, like Brian Spicer as the director and stuff, helping them. Uh, but yeah, they definitely were better actors by the, by the time it was done. Now, I know I said um, earlier that he was, in the original script, supposed to be a shapeshifter. Okay, now, there was actually two writers to this. The eventual writer that we got um, was by a guy named Olson. The first writer was a guy named Camps, and he had a more serious take on the character. Less one line quips, more mustache twirling, more traditional villain kind of stuff. Uh, But whenever they read that script, they were like, this just doesn't, this isn't right. And then they read the second script, and it was a little too punchy, a little too Spider-Man, a little too quippy. And so they kind of combined them both, and... That's what we ended up getting the shapeshifter stuff. Like he was really supposed to like change races, change genders, like all the time, like be incognito. That's one thing you'll find on this podcast. Uh, Villains really like their shapeshifting. There are so many of them that, you know, you've, you've got your, you're like your Loki and you've got from Naruto, you've got your Orochimaru. So many characters on the bad side love to shapeshift. Oh yeah. In different media. He does show up in the, the Boom Comics run for a little bit. I think he's only got a couple little issues. He makes an appearance. Uh, so the Boom Comic uh, writers do put him in that. He has one video game, the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie, the video game, uh, which was a very, very, very rushed game. I actually did play it a little bit just for this podcast. And, um, you know, the there was a Power Rangers actual game for the show that was on Sega and Nintendo at the time and it was pretty good I I really enjoyed it Um, it's not the greatest game in the world but it is leagues and leagues better than the one that the movie is of Uh, it just seemed like a very rushed uh, cash grab that they did Uh, in the original script also the, the ooze monsters that he Puts out the, the, those CGI little characters that come to be, uh, and all that makeup—they were originally supposed to be rats, and they actually built these suits, um, these like rat suits that they what? couldn't see out of. Yeah, and they they ended up going back and using those suits later in like season three, and so you could see them. They—it was an episode where they go back in time and they're like the Cowboy Rangers, and they fight these big giant rats and. That was the costumes, and I'm I wasn't too impressed with them. Um, so I'm kind of glad that it, we we got the ooze that we got. But yeah, it was originally supposed to be rats.
2: Rats? I don't know. That. I don't know. Maybe maybe if I would have saw it as a kid, I probably would been scared. But like now, just looking at like rats. Uh ah. I like I liked everything that it is now.
0: Let me send you... I'm going to send you an image right now of of said rats. Oh, boy. And you you tell me if you would have thought that that movie would have made as much money with them.
2: No. Oh, my goodness, no. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) Oh my. Dude, what is that? Yeah, they... uh, And
0: also, the stunt guys couldn't see out of that. So when they finally did use that for the show, I'm pretty sure... um, like they wouldn't know when to go up and fight because they couldn't see out of it. So the director would like have to give them a push when it was time for them to go get, go get, um, beat up by the Power Rangers. <laughs> yeah, so they like, go get pushed into the lane and and. That get doesn't beat
2: look up. like you'd be able to see very well, like at all.
0: Uh, it looks like they spent
2: five dollars on it. It does. It personally. looks like a very bad Master Splinter. I know one of the um his wizard disguise when he was giving out the ooze, was I think that was the scariest that I ever saw. Like, even now. That thing... Like, that... This guy still scares the crap out of me. Like, it just looks scary. You know? Like, he looks like... Like, it, the clown, would be disguised as that.
0: Also, what is his line that he says there? Like, to the kids, he's like...
1: Guys and girls, girls and guys, gather around and feast your eyes. I promise you all, you just can't lose when you've got your own supply of Ivan's ooze. What are we supposed to do with it? Show it to your parents, show it to your friends. When you've got your ooze, the fun never ends.
0: This is kind of gross.
1: You may have heard the phrase that looks can be deceiving. I'm sure that when you've tried it, you all will be believing. And did I mention, it's free. I'll take some. There you go. take it home in boxes. Take it home in cases. If your parents try to stop you, just throw it in their faces.
0: He's like selling yeah. it. He's on TV, so he's got a commercial on TV, also. Which yeah, so he's got some uh, some some inside track on Angel Grove, like. <laughs>
2: yeah, when he's first sending it out, he's a like, he's talking about all the things you can do he's like and then when he says if your parents don't like it just throw it in their faces and i think that's how he gets them a lot of the parents just it's, and it's telling also the free to
0: do it he's giving away this is a free substance oh yeah just it's free
2: it's free so naturally kids are gonna be like oh i want that oh yeah and then
0: when the kids do use it they kind of go on this like Bender. Like, it's an allegory of some sort of, like, drugs. Like, they're partying with this stuff. Yeah, they're, like, they're, like, kind like pouring of, it
2: in blenders. And they're
0: kind of spaced out. They're like, yeah, man, just kind of, you know, chill out, dude. Like, that's... Yeah,
2: they're just covered in it. I was like, what? It, what is going on? Even as a kid, I was, like, confused. Even, like, and now I'm still confused as to what was happening there.
0: Uh, also, Bulk and Skull are, like, tied in. They are um, two ongoing gag characters from the, sh- the series. And they're the same age as the the Power Rangers actors, but they're put in with these like kids. Uh, and they're like these 25-year-old guys. And it's real obvious that they're not the age of the, all the other kids because all the other kids are between <laughs> the age of like 10 and 15. And these guys are like 25. I always thought it was funny that they're just like kind of getting led around by this one 12-year-old kid <laughs> despite everything. Yeah. Let's go through his powers and his abilities real quick. This is a strong dude. Like, Ivan is strong. Like, from this point up, uh, Lord Zed in the Rangers uh, has been above and beyond, like, the most powerful uh, bad guy, right? Uh, as soon as he comes out, Ivanu says some quippy line to Lord Zed that makes him mad, and Zed, like, tries to shoot him with his laser staff thing, and he says, uh, he, he said, oh, it tickled me. Like, <laughs> like it doesn't yeah. even bother him. Of course, he's got his, uh, his shape-shifting... He's a self-proclaimed master of disguise. His primary disguise, like you said, was that it's a like a wizard clown-looking outfit that he has when he's handing out the uh, the jars of ooze. Scariest thing. Uh, he also like can flawless. He flawlessly took a form of like some police officer, uh, which he of course took his entire accent um, and everything. The power Rangers said, "Hey, by any chance have you seen a morphological-looking being?" Which I love when IPs like Digimon or Power Rangers make a totally new adjective based on their IP. Like in in Power (laughs) Rangers, it's like, yeah, you have the morphological beings, you've got the morphonomical, or whatever. Um, He also, yeah, he can make himself uh, liquid. He can liquefy himself. This is how he gets into the command center. He just kind of oozes through the cracks in the door so yeah, he just turns
2: right back in ooze. It's
0: not very uh, sealed. Oh yeah, he can also like shoot his ooze because he, he at one point like uses it like Spider-Man would th- whip somebody's mouth shut. Like he th- he throws his ooze at Reed Repulse's face and, and makes her shut up. Then he's also got some magic powers too because he takes those two bad guys when he's cool. annoyed them and puts them in a snow globe and, turn, and, and turns and turns them in there and leaves them there the whole movie.
2: The, the ooze that he shoots at Rita, you can't take it off because it shocks you.
0: Oh, yeah, she yeah. She tried
2: to take it off. Like, it shocked her hand, and she can't, like, take it off at all.
0: So it's sticky and magically shocks you. <laughs> yeah, it's,
2: like, a, basically a lock.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on with that power.
2: Yeah, he's got a tractor beam. And, you know, when, he, when uh, Kimberly went down to try to shoot him when he's in the tower at the end, he just, like, pulls her to him. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so then he uh, he puts them into the snow globe so he can shrink them. So he's got shrinking powers. And then he can materialize um, <laughs> a snow globe. And then he's got hypnosis through his ooze that he uh, gives to the kids to give to their um, parents. A couple times he literally just does force lightning out of his hands. Like, just purple force lightning out of his hands. Um, he can... Like lift stuff in the air because doesn't he like lift enemies up into the air with the lightning at some point? I believe. I think so. Uh, What what's the name of his um, his bad Zords? They're called what? Ectomorphicons.
2: Yeah, the Ectomorphicons, and it's just a scorpion and an ant,
0: which is a great name because it's just yeah, ecto, get your ectoskeleton, and then he just fills them with ooze that they make so perfect
2: yeah i mean it has to have the word morph because there's the mighty morph and power rangers
0: also he can like he has the same teleport powers that the power rangers seem to have so he can like he just teleports to the moon right
2: yeah he could also like stretch himself out really far when he goes to combine with the the ant zord or thing he went from like that tower all the way down to the street.
0: Yeah, very, yeah, that's very creepy looking.
2: That was, yeah, That I was like, how far was it? Because you know that was a far, like, stretch. Yeah, like hundreds of feet, like, up in the air. He's also randomly really good at playing the flute.
0: I think it's time <laughs> to
2: pay the piper. Yeah, he play, does a little tune, blows up Zordon. <laughs>
0: Uh, who is the girl that, oh, Dulcia. Dulcia is kind of the guy that gives the Power Rangers their new power for the movie, The Great Power. Um, he, he apparently knows who she is. So these are like two old cosmic beings that both are aware of each other. Because whenever the, uh, the Tengu warriors, which, oh yeah, we never got back to the Tengu. They are basically crows. They're giant crows.
2: Yeah, it's an old, uh, Japanese mythical monster the Tengu yeah the Tengu
0: now you're teaching me stuff
2: yeah so I mean it's kind of I guess they kind of pulled that from Japan and used it
0: yeah so apparently they can just fly to a different planet that is incredibly far away
2: yeah through space just
0: flying through space <laughs> uh but they go fight the Power Rangers lose to the Power Rangers and come back and they they report back well, to Ivan they're like we well, almost no. had him they didn't lose to the Power Rangers They were beating them. Oh, yeah. (laughs) They were beating. You're right. Because they even ask. uh, He's like, did you get them? was like, well, we were beating them. But then this lady showed up with these twirling sticks. sticks." (laughs) And he's like, does these these sticks make a whistling noise? And they say, what is it? Uh, Sounded more like uh, nails on a chalkboard. But, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, which makes him very angry because he's Dulcia, the evil witch. Yeah, I'm really confused of where they came from, though. Like, like he, the his little ooze monsters make sense, but they do kind of shoehorn in the the Tengu.
2: Yeah, they just he just randomly shot them through when he um shrunk Rita and uh, Lord Z Yeah, and he's just like my this like a job for my Tengu warriors. He just lightnings them out or something.
0: Yeah, uh, his powers seem pretty like unlimited, and it's hard. To, Like I think the only reason he even loses at the end is
2: because he gets cocky and uh, he's like, have you hugged
0: your Zords today? Like up in space with a giant Megazord fighting him.
2: Apparently the the Megazord has like an emergency like break glass just in case button that hit him in the crotch. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which uh, brings up the question is like I guess that just became his full body because if he was like part robot would he have even technically felt that
0: apparently it was enough to uh yeah apparently <laughs> he did feel it i don't know i have no idea
2: <laughs> i thought it was hilarious though uh,
0: a lot of the stuff is really well explained for a little kid's show and a lot of stuff is explained just like a little kid's show so yeah. you get both of the best worlds but i do think it like I've, I've got a list now of like all of his powers now that we've gone through the He's got, like, insane durability. He can shapeshift. He can liquefy. He's got ooze projection, where he can, like, literally shoot ooze. He's got uh, fusion power, where he can fuse with the ectomorphicons. He can make himself bigger. He can stretch himself. He can shrink other things. He has materialization, where he can turn people into snow globes. He can uh, hypnotize people with his ooze. He's got lightning. He's got telekinesis. He's got a tractor beam. He's got uh, empowerment to make... uh, Things stronger, and then he can teleport and make his own ooze henchman That's all. Oh. and then <laughs> he's got his flute, which is the flute only once. Never forget everything. the
2: flute, man.
0: Destroy the <laughs> command
2: center. Yeah, so the ectomorphicons' names are the hornitor and scorpitron
0: So it's a scorpion and a wasp, a
2: hornet, not an ant. Okay. I don't know why I thought it was Ant. Now that I'm remembering, there is, like, it's got a stinger in the back. I forgot about that.
0: Yeah, so a couple of just little fun little notes of him. He is the, he's the first villain to be introduced in a feature film, the first American-made Power Ranger villain. He is the only primary villain to ever be defeated after only one appearance. And he is the first villain to be able to possess, physically possess one of his own creations, which is all pretty neat. He loves purple. Everything about him is purple. This is the Purple People Podcast, the Problematic Purple People Podcast. Everything he has is purple. He's, his bad guys are purple. Even his Tango Warriors, are, they're like black and purple themed. Um, his ooze is obviously purple. All of
2: his outfits are purple. His, um, so his mo- ectomorphicons are powered by the color purple.
0: And even their like lightning bolts are also purple. So this is a very purple individual. I think that about covers it. This is going to be one of the very shortest uh, episodes that we have because, I mean, let's face it. He was only in one movie and that's it. It's an hour and a half movie and he only made one appearance. Uh, we've got a whole lot of other villains that we can do. If you'd like to request a villain of your own, you can email me at purplepeopleproblems@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Make a suggestion. I'll give you a little shout out. Uh, There's a whole lot of lists. We can take it from any IP. Um, We've got, you know, things like Ursula from Little Mermaid, Magneto from Marvel, Thanos, the Joker. It doesn't have to be a... It doesn't have to be a purple...
2: The legend himself. It doesn't have to be physically
0: purple, as long as they're purple-themed in some way. Love to have them. And, yeah, we can get into... um, Some of these will take some multiple parts. Like, I think Magneto and thanos will take several parts to do so i'll do multiple episodes on them but if you have somebody that you have in mind reach out to us and gladly we'll do that i'm gonna have some rotating guests um over the course of this so you'll see people come back Um, but i will have different guests join me depending on um, who i do episodes on with all that said thank you for listening to the problematic purple people podcast we've been so happy to have you here tune in next week Inevitable. Why so serious?
1: You are not prepared. Play, team Rockets blasting off
0: again. Uh, uh. One
1: hide, one horn, five purple people here? It sure looks strange to me.